Letter fourteen of Clarissa Harlowe, volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Clarissa Harlowe, volume three, by Samuel Richardson. Chapter fourteen. Mr. Lovelace to John Belford, Esquire, in continuation. This is Wednesday, the day that I was to have lost my charmer forever to the hideous Solmes. With what high satisfaction and heart's ease can I now sit down and triumph over my men in straw at Harlow Place? Yet tis perhaps best for them that she got off as she did. Who knows what consequences might have followed upon my attending her in, or, if she had not met me, upon my projected visit, followed by my myrmidons. But had I even gone in with her unaccompanied, I think I had but little reason for apprehension, for well thou knowest that the tame spirits which value themselves upon reputation, and are held within the skirts of the law by political considerations only, may be compared to an infectious spider, which will run into his hole the moment one of his threads is touched by a finger that can crush him, leaving all his toils defenceless, and to be brushed down at the will of the potent invader. While a silly fly that has neither courage nor strength to resist, no sooner gives notice by its buzz and its struggles of its being entangled, but outsteps the self-circumscribed tyrant winds round and round the poor insect till he covers it with his bowel-spun toils and when so fully secured that it can neither move leg nor wing suspends it as if for a spectacle to be exulted over then stalking to the door of his cell turns about gloats over it at a distance and sometimes advancing sometimes retiring praise at leisure upon its vitals. But now I think of it, will not this comparison do as well for the entangled girls as for the tame spirits? Better, oh, my conscience, tis but comparing the spider to us brave fellows, and it quadrates. Whatever our hearts are in, our heads will follow. Begin with spiders, with flies, with what we will, girl is the centre of gravity and we all naturally tend to it nevertheless to recur i cannot but observe that these tame spirits stand a poor chance in a fairly offensive war with such of us mad fellows as are above all law and scorn to sulk behind the hypocritical screen of reputation Thou knowest that I never scruple to throw myself amongst numbers of adversaries, the more the safer. One or two, no fear, will take the part of a single adventurer, if not intentionally, in fact, holding him in while others hold in the principal antagonist to the argumentation of their mutual prowess, till both are prevailed upon to compromise or one to be absent, so that upon the whole the law-breakers have the advantage of the law-keepers all the world over, at least for a time, and till they have run to the end of their race. 
add to this in the question between me and the harlows and the whole family of them must know that they have injured me must therefore be afraid of me did they not at their own church clustered together like bees when they saw me enter it nor knew they which should venture out first when the service was over james indeed was not there if he had he would perhaps have endeavoured to look valiant but there was a sort of valour in his face which shows fear in the heart just such a face would james harlow's have been had i made them a visit when i have had such a face and such a heart as i have described to deal with i have been all calm and serene and left it to the friends of the blusterer as i have done to the harlows to do my work for me i am about mustering up in my memory all that i have ever done that has been thought praiseworthy or but barely tolerable i am afraid thou canst not help me to many remembrances of this sort because i never was so bad as since i have known thee have i not had it in my heart to do some good that thou canst not remind me of study for me jack i have recollected some instances which i think will tell in but see if thou canst not help me to some which i may have forgot this i may venture to say that the principal blot on my escutcheon is owing to these girls these confounded girls but for them i could go to church with a good conscience but when i do there they are everywhere does satan spread his snares for me but how i think of it what if our governor should appoint churches for the women only and others for the men full as proper i think for the promoting of true piety in both much better than the synagogue lattices as separate boarding-schools for their education there are already male and female dedications of churches st swithin's st stephen's st thomas's st george's and so forth might be appropriated to the men and santa catarina's santa anna's santa maria's santa margaretta's for the women yet were it so and life to be the forfeiture of being found at the female churches i believe that i like a second clodius should change my dress to come to my portia or pompeia though one the daughter of cato the other the wife of caesar but how i excurs yet thou usest to say thou likest my excursions if thou dost thou'lt have enough of them for i never had a subject so much adored and with which i shall probably be compelled to have so much patience before i strike the blow if the blow i do strike but let me call myself back to my recordation subject thou needest not remind me of my rosebud i have her in my head and moreover i have contrived to give my fair one an hint of that affair by the agency of honest joseph lehman although i have not reaped the hoped-for credit of her acknowledgment that's the devil it was always my hard fate everything i do that is good is but as i ought everything of a contrary nature is brought into the most glaring light against me is this fair ought not a balance to be struck 
and the credit carried to my account yet i must own too that i have grudged johnny this blooming maiden for in truth i think a fine woman too rich a jewel to hang about a poor man's neck oh, surely jack if i am guilty of a fault in my universal adoration of the sex the women in general ought to love me the better for it and so they do i thank them heartily except here and there a covetous little rogue comes across me who under the pretense of loving virtue for its own sake wants to have me all to herself i have rambled enough adieu for the present end of letter fourteen